Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor at Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services at Harvest every Sunday, the first at 8.45 a.m., the second at 10.45 a.m., We'd love to see you at either service. We do have Japanese and Korean translation available during that 10.45 a.m. service. That's also when we live stream. You can find that on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Let's begin today by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, Hoffaday, Chris. We're glad to be with you again today and looking forward to the interview that we'll have in just a minute. This last Sunday, we spent some time talking about Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 that tells us that the Word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Every time we meet uh, together as a church, particularly on our Sunday mornings, our focus is going to be on worshiping God. You'll, if you join us this Sunday, you'll, have, uh, you, you'll sense God's presence as we lift up our voices in worship. And then the primary focus of the service is going to be on the Word, on the Scriptures, and we're letting it speak to us. We're trying to uh, teach it clearly and plainly, and uh, boy, every Sunday it's just thrilling to see what God is doing as He's building up His church here at Harvest, and we'd invite you to come and join us, as Chris mentioned, at either one of those services this coming Sunday. If you have more questions, you can get on our website and find out more information about that. Well, I'm really glad to have a couple special people to us here uh, on Harvest Time. Brandon and Brittany Malamai are with us. I want to welcome you guys, first of all. Thank you for being with me. I'm glad to be here. Hello. (laughs) Brandon and Brittany are uh, teachers at Harvest Christian Academy, and this is their first year teaching, and they've actually been away for a little bit, but you guys have some history here. It's not your first time here at Harvest, so welcome back, I guess, to Harvest. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, God brought you guys to, to Harvest first as uh, students at uh, HPBC, at Harvest Baptist Bible College. Um, and then you had a chance to go through school here, graduate. Um, both, but Brandon stayed after a little bit. I think you guys may, might have got married. Well, we'll get to all that here mm-hmm. in just a minute. But uh, let's back up. First of all, you guys are married for three years, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, Brittany, maybe I'll start with you. Tell me about how you came to Harvest, first of all. Well, um, my dad is actually the first HBBI graduate. And yeah. actually, Har- HBBC wasn't my first option, I guess, or my first um, college that I wanted to go to. I actually went to Northland International University in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I went there in the year of 2012 to 2013. I didn't try my best. I was 16, actually, when I went to the States. So it was more of like me trying to run away from my parents. I already told them that. So if they hear this, they'll probably be laughing. I'm like, yep, she did run away from us. So I went there, and then I didn't try my best. My dad's like, okay, trying to prioritize, uh, reprioritize. And yeah. like, okay. Why not go to HBBC, get yourself, you know, grounded in the Bible? And I was like, really? I don't want to go. But I, rem- I remember that specific summer of 2013. I said, okay, Lord, my life is yours. I already surrendered. I'm going to go where my dad tells me to go. And that was HBBC. 
obviously I would not have met my husband if I did not come that yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. So that's how the Lord in his divine plan said, okay, Brittany, go to HBC. So I came in the year of 2013, graduated in 2018. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're thankful for that. Uh, we're thankful for your family. Mm -hmm. Your dad, as you mentioned, was on the very first graduating class when Harvest started. And the year was back a ways. Uh, I'm not quite sure when what yeah. that year was, but he stayed a few years later after he graduated because the pastor said, you know, you need to find a wife. <laughs> so he found my mom. I got ma married in 94, I believe. Yeah, because they had me in 95. Okay. Yes. And Brittany's dad, Helmer Lang, mm -hmm. has been a pastor in uh, in the Marshalls on yes. Majuro mm -hmm. now for all that time since then, right? He went. He actually was um, taking care of the radio station that was there during that time. He wasn't a pastor yet till yeah. I think my brother was five i okay. might say this wrong but sure. yeah he he became a pastor i think he's been a pastor for about 19 years i'm not quite sure but yeah well we're very thankful for your dad and your mom belinda they've been mm -hmm. faithful servants of the lord and have uh have been leaders and had tremendous impact uh in micronesian islands because of their ministry in the ministry there in Madura. so we're thankful for them Yes. Brandon, you uh, have a ministry background as well. Your parents also in the ministry, but tell us about how you came to Harvest. So where do I begin? <laughs> uh, kind of like my wife, um, I didn't want to come to HBBC. I knew when, uh, by the time I was a senior, I was already applying to several other schools. Um, back then, our youth pastor, Bob Whitmore, you know, he kind of like approached me and go like, hey, there's a school in Guam. When he said that, I really, I already knew he was going to say HBBC because I had a former, I had cousin, cousins who came through here, and I was like, oh please, don't mention HBBC. <laughs> but then he goes like, you know what? Why don't you give HBBC a chance? So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll think about it. And then I went home, and then, lo and behold, you know, uh, Pastor Whitmore and my parents talked about it, and then my mom got a hold of it, and he was like, hey, why don't you get an application and fill it out? So, like, you know what? Why not? And in my mind, when uh, I start, I was filling out the application, it was already, like, late March mm -hmm. of my senior year. And, uh, you know, I was already expecting acceptance letters to come from other schools that I applied to, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get those letters before I even get HBBCs. Mm. And if they're like any other, of these other schools, the process is going to be a little longer, too. So applied in March, end of March, beginning midway April, first letter to arrive, <laughs> HBBC. And uh, my mom and I, we had an agreement and, you know, I told my mom, and my mom said, you know, we're both going to agree on it, that whichever school send their acceptance letter first, that was the school I was going to. Oh, wow. Yeah. And HPBC was, if I remember correctly, the seventh school I applied to. Hmm. So I had applied to UOG here, along with GCC, Bob Jones, uh, just, so, just to say that I applied to and other schools as well. And then mid-April rolled through and we went down and 
that was the first letter in there. And I remember walking out and showing my mom the letter. And she goes, you see, this is where God wants you to go. Well, HPBC admin had their act together, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. Um, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, Brandon, but you, you grew up where? I grew up um, on Yap. On Yap, yeah. But my family um, have kind of been... Uh, you could almost say bounced around a little bit. Like uh, I went, um, my kindergarten years was in the Philippines, and then we spent some time in uh, Palau where my dad was doing his, uh, I think you can say his uh, internship as a pastor. Okay. And then after Palau, we moved back to Yap, and then that's kind of like where my parents kind of based. And every now and then we would, you know, go to a different place, and then, but always eventually coming back to Yap. Yeah. Yeah. And your dad, Pastor Malamai, is uh, part of the uh, the staff at um, at the church and the school there in Yap, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's at uh, Yap, Yap Baptist or that's Faith, Faith Baptist? Faith Baptist. Right. Faith Baptist Church in, in uh, Yap. And he's been there on that, on that staff for a while, leading the school in particular during yeah. that time. Yeah. So that's awesome. We're uh, we're really thankful for that. Um, I maybe have come at this from the wrong direction, but let's back up another step too. Um, and Brandon, we'll stay with you. Tell us about your spiritual story. How did you become a believer, and what's God done in your life? I can say that when I was a kid, I really hated the Christian life. Hmm. I really did. Um, when my parents you know, would talk about the Lord and everything. I thought, you know, that's a pretty cool thing to, you know, to have so much passion for something. As a kid, that's kind of like how I saw it. But then when I started to see things, how things kind of like worked around them, I started to kind of like got get this perspective that, you know, the Christian life is hard. And for me, as an individual, I did not want that because, mm-hmm. you know, I had family members who did not like my parents because they were Christian. Um, like I heard uncles talk about my grandfather, how when my parents got up and left to go to, uh, to seminar, my grandfather told my dad not to come, not to, not to come back. Mm. So he said, don't come back, you know, just go and don't come back. You know, you're gonna go follow that, that faith, don't come back. So after hearing and learning all of that, I started to realize, so this is why we're not always at family parties or we don't often spend time with, the, you know, this side of the family or that side of the family or why mom and dad don't let me go spend the weekend with my certain cousins. It's just because there's, um, and I don't think it's a lot of hate for my parents, but it's for what they believe in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my parents struggled financially and growing up, as, as I saw that, I did not want for myself. Like, I did not want to um, have the financial burden of being in a ministry. I didn't want to have family members, you know, hate me for something I believed in. So growing up all the way till my as a teenager, I just did not like it. Mm. And I was very, uh, how do you say, resistant to the gospel, but eventually... As I started getting older and God started bringing people into my life, uh, Pastor Paul Zimmer uh, and, you know, um, Pastor Mark Zimmer was there. 
along with other guys that I could, you know, name. Um, you know, I'm just very grateful for them because they eventually softened out my heart mm. to the gospel. And then right at the beginning of my senior year, that's when I started to take my relationship with the Lord, you know, a lot more seriously and started, you know, being a little bit more attentive during youth meetings and started changing up my act because a lot of times at school people always go, hey, aren't you the pastor's son? Why are you acting this way? Yeah. And I would always say, hey, not every son is meant to follow in their father's footsteps. <laughs> but, and then, you know, eventually when the Lord got hold of my heart, changed it, came to HBBC, and that's when, you know, I met, I always say, the biggest spiritual influence in my life would probably be Kevin in the Fuku. Hmm. He really, that freshman year, I was very rebellious in every way. <laughs> But Kevin was the first one to kind of like really stand up and kind of like, you know, if you really believe, there needs to be a drastic change. And I remember we were right in front of Miss Pam's office when that argument was going on. <laughs> because I was like, I was like all, almost up in his face saying, I don't want to be here. There's just too much things that I did not appreciate about it. Like, why do I have to tuck in my shirt or... <laughs> why am I wearing these kind of clothes or why do I, you know, it was just too much. Mm. But then it worked out well. It's amazing to think about the people that God brings into our life at really important times, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, where we have opportunities to make choices and go in different directions. Thankful for people that are passionate about God and willing to speak clearly to us. And I know that, I'll ask this in just a minute, I know that's your guys' burden too, that you would be the voice for another generation, right? Another generation of students, high school students and elementary students and, and even college students. So let me ask you about that. Brittany, what about you? Tell us about your spiritual story. Well, growing up, of course, my dad became a pastor and of course I always heard the gospel and I remember specifically a sermon he did about heaven and hell and I realized that I didn't want to go to hell. I, th I believe I was seven years old. And I remember going under a coconut tree and asking God to be in my heart. Amen. So I was like, I was a child when I professed that. But then going into high school, I just was like, what's the point of all this? So I just started. I only did it to or try to live right to make my parents like, okay. Because there's a stereotype where pastors, kids in the islands, they're just the most rebellious kids you can mm. ever think of. <laughs> so I wanted to prove a lot of people wrong for my father and my mother's sake yeah. that um, I'm not going to be one of those kids. So it was, it was a bad reasoning for it. It wasn't because I wanted to live right for the Lord. So I remember just, just living right, but it wasn't the right reason. Mm. And I remember going to Northland. I think it was a good thing, the Lord allowing me to go there. And then I went to live with my aunt for the summer before coming to HBBC. And I remember just thinking, okay, what in the world am I doing? Why am I living? And I remember just, I was reading my Bible. And um, I remember reading the specific verse. I know it's very common to hear it but proverbs 3 5 about trusting the lord with all your heart and i remember asking myself do i really mm. and i realized that i didn't and i was just trying to 
put a face almost of being a, I'm a perfect pastor's daughter. And I remember, okay, Lord, I surrender my life to you because I don't want this feeling anymore of just wondering why am I living in this world? And I was like, okay, I surrender. And then I was like, wherever my dad tells me to go, I will go. And then ironically, it was the place I didn't want to go in the first place. So that's how that all happened. And I was like, I already surrendered, so I can't go back on my word to you, Lord. And I'm very thankful for all the influences here, too, because it shaped me to the woman I am today, such as Uncle Don and Mrs. Heron, um, Miss Bayless. A lot of them came alongside of me, Schmidt. Uh, Jeremy Wendell, uh, Clara Mann, I believe she is now. Yes. A lot of them helped me spiritually, even my own parents, because I know they didn't give up on praying for me. And, yeah. It's really interesting, Brittany, and I don't think your story is that unusual. The idea, uh, when we respect our parents for some and you know, there's some decisions that we make because we don't want to disappoint them or we don't want to embarrass them. And that, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But there has to be a point in time when that reason becomes my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do the right thing because I love God yes. and I love his word. And so that's really interesting and I think helpful for people. And it's a great verse. It, it is familiar, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Don't lean on your understanding. Yes. And then God will direct our path. And um, there's probably some people listening today that that verse uh, hits home. Mm-hmm. They need God's direction in their path. And it doesn't come without that trusting in God with all of our hearts mm-hmm. and seeking his, his leading. So um, uh, HBBC, I could ask you about that, but, but maybe I'll hold off for that for a minute. We're thankful for you know the, your time here uh, in college and then... Um, then after you graduated, uh, Brandon, I think you you did an internship here, but then God called you to go back to Madra, right? Well, actually, I was just, he, Brandon, it's funny because my freshman year, I remember this boy coming b- up behind me and saying, Pastor Lang, I'm going to come and work for you. So I already knew he wanted to go back to Marshall, but me, I had some bitterness against my own island it's not my parents or anything but i was like i don't want to go there sure and i already knew in my mind that i wouldn't marry someone from my own island i would marry someone from a different either a different island or different ethnicity i didn't necessarily want to go back i wanted to pursue um a business major but he was like you know we should i mean we were still dating and then he was like, i want to go work under a school that has been around for so long I was like, okay, I, we already were hired from my dad and we became high school teachers. But I remember you're the, he's the reason why we went back. It wasn't necessarily my choice, but it was his. And I was, we weren't married, but I was following him sure. back yeah. to my own island. Brandon, tell us a little bit about your burden. Just, you know, as you left here, and I remember talking about that, just wanted to go back and to Marshall's. And you guys both taught high school there? Yeah. Um, when I was here, I was still trying to figure out, like, so what am I going to be doing after HBBC? I remember when I was uh, coming out of high school, um, I knew I wanted to make a career out as in the military. That's kind of like the thing I wanted to do. But then eventually when, you know, Lord had other plans and brought me out here, 
and then as I came to know all the men, you know, here in the ministry, I started spending so much time with guys like uh, Kevin Schmidt, uh, Lawrence Nagingas, uh, Dr. Doug Abels, and even Pastor Heron and all these other guys. And um, they started instilling the importance of uh, having, um, you know, being part of a school ministry. And I knew that when I was here, um, was that Joaquin Pena used to say, you know, make a change. He used to say, make a change for the gospel, make a change for, for Christ and all those things. And I was always trying to figure out where can I be the most effective. Yeah. And eventually as I start to get to know these guys, it, the, the Lord really made it clear, school. You know, if you're going to be effective for me, this is where I want you to be. Education is such a noble calling, and uh, I think, well, really any place, but there's such a big need here in the islands, not just for uh, people that would be good academically and would be able to help, but you're right. I mean, to have teachers just have an incredible amount of influence or the potential for influence, and uh, you just think of the generations to come, you know, the uh, opportunities that you guys have in the years to come to to really make a difference. I love that, that that Joaquin used to say, make a difference, right? Make a change. And uh, and, I'm, and I'm thankful for that. I know that that's your burden. And I see it happening now. I see it happening here as you guys are investing in young people along the way and caring about that and, and uh, passionate about God. You know, passion communicates something. So, yeah, so we're really thankful for that. Let me ask you just one more question, all right? And we're going to run, run out of time. Um, I'll put you on the spot here a little bit. You guys have been married, uh, I think you said three years, yes. right? Yes, sir. Um, we got a lot of other people around that will be listening that are married just a few years. Um, tell me what the biggest thing is that marriage is teaching you. Brandon, I'll let you start. Okay. Um, marriage for me definitely has taught me about being unselfish. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize how 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 very selfish I am. Mm. Maybe I did, or what, or something. But but it gets really obvious. <laughs> yeah, it gets really married. obvious <laughs> as soon as you know you start sharing a household. <laughs> um, but yeah, it definitely showed me definitely how selfish I was, and you know the Lord definitely worked on that, on um, being more of a servant to you know a servant to my wife, a servant to you know, the people in, that are involved in our life and just being there and what it means to be a good husband. You know, a good husband, first and foremost, must be unselfish. You know, my wife is not there to do, you know, my bidding. So and that's the biggest thing for me. I love that, Brandon. <laughs> I love that. And Brittany's is like, you're right. That's true. <laughs> I'm helping you. <laughs> Brittany, what about you? What's marriage taught you? Um, I've realized I'm a very impatient person mm -hmm. just because sometimes I'm like, you really did not know that? Mm -hmm. um, I am very thankful, though, because I can say my husband is very patient towards me because sometimes I think he can read my mind, which I'm like, ladies, no, men cannot read your mind, <laughs> even though it's a habit that you've done every single day. But right. I am thankful 
I'm thankful for a husband like Brandon, but he has definitely taught me to be more patient yeah. towards him. Like, you know, just let him maybe sleep five minutes more. Don't <laughs> like expect him to just wake up because he's not a morning person. Yeah. Or even if he puts his laundry on the floor and not inside no, the hamper. Brandon, <laughs> you I'm, do I'm, that? I'm better now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. That's the old Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, I said one question. I'll do one more. It's like a 10 <laughs> second question. Um, if I were to ask you, uh, when I think about ministry, it means what? When I think about ministry, to me, it means um, telling the lost about our Savior. Awesome. Great. Brandon? When I think about ministry, I think about serving for Christ's cause. Great. I love that both from you guys, and I can see that in your hearts. I'm glad that God brought you back here, excited about the things that you're uh, interested in investing in, and uh, glad to be a part of the team together. So welcome back, you guys, and <laughs> praying for God's blessing on your, on your lives. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, At this point in the program, we always want to invite you again to services this week at Harvest Baptist Church. We have an 8.45 a.m. service and a 10.45 a.m. service. We'd love to have you at either. We live stream that 10.45 a.m. service. You can find that at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.